and I tell you what, it was kind of kind of a, a heartwarming religious type experience when I explained to you guys that WWJD was <laughs> we want we want Jack Daniels. Daniels. Yep. I thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission, a podcast where, at the surface, I sit down in the studio with guests and then just share our stories with you. But it's much deeper than that. My guests are longtime friends and family, and the stories we capture may make you scratch your head and wonder how we're still productive citizens. But I think you'll enjoy listening to Memories of Our Antics as I try to produce and shape them into engaging and fun audio stories. This episode is one of a few that is based on the college apartment that I lived in while attending school at Indiana University, Bloomington. From 1997 to 2000, Matlock Court Apartments Number 18 stood out as a shining example of what young men could do when you take pride in your apartment and when you care about what your environment looks like. This specific episode mainly captures my own family's proud memories of visiting me and my friends at Matlock Court Apartments number 18. My father, Joel, my mother, Kim, my sister, Rachel, and my brother, David, a.k.a. Bubba, will never forget their trips down to Bloomington. As you will hear, they were not your typical parent weekends. When I sit back and reflect on this era, I have to put ages into perspective. My brother David, a.k.a. Bubba, is eight years younger than me. So when I was a 20-year-old junior, he was a 12-year-old seventh grader. More perspective. I am 43 years old now, and my parents were right around that age during these times. Here is Bubba, my mother, and then father, reflecting on those times and what it was like for my parents to be responsible for a 12-year-old while visiting their 20-year-old's college apartment. You rode down to Matlock 18 in a 1992 Plymouth Voyager minivan, four hours south, okay, from yep. Bloomington to South Bend, uh, to visit your big brother in college. And I was 20, 21-ish, so you were 12 or 13-ish. Um, that's a pretty long trip for a little guy. Oh, yeah. It, felt, it felt like hours and hours, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I had a little, what, 13-year-old I had to protect from... The, the, I don't even want to say it. The madness. <laughs> the shenanigans. The madness. The madness, okay. Our subsequent trips down, of course, it was always strange. Going down there, you're old, Rachel's whatever age she is, and then there's David. Uh huh. You know? And you had a 13 year old you needed to protect. What do you mean? <laughs> From you guys. What, were we throwing stuff at him? No, 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 but I mean drinking and smoking mm. and all that. Not that I had to protect him. I, You know, he, he knew what went on. You just was, uh, you know. put earmuffs on him so he wouldn't hear. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So we had to always try to insulate him from a little bit of the insanity, but I don't think the insulation really helped much. I'm sure he took a lot of it in. <laughs> Yeah, Uncle. We met with Uncle Bubba this morning, and he sh- oh, did and he shared his his thoughts as a as a twelve thirteen year old perspective on coming down visiting his what did he his say? big brother. You'll have to wait and see what he said. <laughs> uh, you, know. <laughs> you know what was running through your head when you were just sitting back, hanging out, inhaling secondhand black and mild smoke. Um, 
Carmen Electra staring down at you from the wall on a poster. What was going through your head as a 12-year-old? I wish I was older <laughs> to be able to enjoy, you know. <laughs> I've always thought that weekend trips are just crazy because we're at work Friday. We zip out of town Friday evening. We spend Friday evening, and then we only have one full day, really, Saturday. And then we stay the night Saturday, then we zip back Sunday, and Monday we're right back to reality. I mean, the turnaround is ridiculous. When thinking of my parents' trips down to Bloomington and then zipping right back and joining reality again on Monday, I couldn't help but ask them what they told their coworkers and their classmates happened during their weekends at Matlock 18. When I think of a young middle school bubba walking into class the Monday after staying the weekend at Matlock 18, I can pretty much guarantee there are no other children in the school system that had the exact same experience that Bubba did that weekend. Here he is. So when you got to school on Monday, after spending a weekend at Matlock 18, you hung out with college kids, you inhaled secondhand black and mild smoke, you saw bush light, you saw Bluto on a college poster on the wall. When you got back on a Monday... What'd you tell your little 12-year-old friends in school you did all weekend at Matlock? <laughs> Honestly, I, I I don't remember. I know. You know I mean, I know. <laughs> I hung out with my older brother at college and his roommates kicking stereos. Oh, and, yeah. man. <laughs> I asked Rachel about being that age, a senior in high school, and her thoughts about visiting her brother and her brother's friends in their palace. I'm confident that Rachel is successful today because of the guidance and wisdom she gained from us during her visits. You are a senior at Penn High School, yeah. Granger, Indiana, Penn Kingsman, and you drive down south to Matlock 18 in Bloomington. And you're sitting there just in a waft of secondhand black and mild smoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a uh, scantily clad Carmen Electra is on the oh wall staring down at you. Budweiser. Uh, Budweiser, a huge yeah. Budweiser sign. What's going through your head at that time? Well, for me, it's like, yeah, let's, let's party. I mean, that was my mode. I was, I was young, but okay. I, I feel like, I was like, I'm down to party. Let's go. And especially if <laughs> mom and dad weren't around, then I was really down to party. I asked my mother and father the same question about what they told their co-workers on Monday after staying the weekend in 1998's version of Animal House. First is my father, Joel, and then my mother, Kim. So you, you drove down four hours in a wonderful 92 minivan with a door that might have fell off. You hung out with some 18, 19, 20-year-olds for a weekend. You jump in the car on Sunday, you drive back. What do you tell your co-workers you did all weekend at Matlock 18 on, on Monday? <laughs> well, I could be perfectly honest with them because uh, uh, they they were no straight-laced folks either. So anything I told them, I could tell them everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that I told Bob Baker plenty of stories and I know he would have gotten a kick. <laughs> I'm sure. There's absolutely no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. What what do you tell your coworkers on Monday about your visit to Matlock 18? Well, I worked with 
my two co-workers at the time had teenagers. Cindy, of mm -hmm. course, had two boys. They weren't there yet, right. but they soon would be there. Mm -hmm. And just, I, I, I don't know, just tell me we had a good time. <laughs> okay. Here is Rachel summarizing what the visits meant to her. Even though she mentioned that she hated my guts, please know that she was always the instigator. As much as when we were younger, we fought and it was, you know, I hated your guts. And in fact, I have uh -huh. my COVID vaccine right now and my arm is so sore. And I keep telling Dave, it's like when Matt used to just punch me in the arm over and over again. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I loved being with you. I loved being with your friends right. and all the guys were, I loved them. They were like family to me and I wanted to be around. So I loved when uh -huh. any opportunity to come and visit. My family proudly owned two different Plymouth Voyager minivans when I was growing up. The first one had been laid to rest with 236,000 proud miles. And by the time I was at IU, the second minivan was quickly approaching its day in the junkyard as well. A story that my family will never let Eppert live down took place on the day of my commencement, a freezing cold December day in Bloomington. He opened the sliding door and it flew off. He felt awful and he kept apologizing and apologizing, but my family knew it was just one of many things that could fly off of the minivan at any given time. Here's my family describing that day that they'll never let Eppert live down. And then, you know, the culmination of your time there, we, again, was winter, freezing mm -hmm. cold, like beyond... It's like today where it's 10 degrees and uh, mm -hmm. the wind chill is negative 15. It was one of the coldest mm -hmm. days in Bloomington history. The time was a, at your graduation. Yeah. Where for the first time in years, Bloomington had a snowstorm and it was colder than hell. Very, very. It was South Bend cold in Bloomington. We get... Epper, who had maybe just had knee surgery. I mean, you know Epper, he's just always having surgeries. There we were in the in the mini. Yep. You know, you, me, Rachel, mm -hmm. Mom, Bubba, mm -hmm. Matt Eppert. Matt Eppert with a cast on his leg. Because he had had that knee surgery. Yep, you're right. You were already at the arena or whatever. And okay. mom. It was assembly hall. Okay. It was where they played big time yes, assembly like hall. Yes, it's your graduation from college. Right. So, right. So Bubba is a young lad, myself, mm -hmm. mom and dad, and then Eppert, because he's such a good friend. Of course, he wanted to be at your graduation uh -huh. uh, with mm -hmm. crutches. Right. So we go to pick him up and... In our family, we know that our minivans, uh, we use them until they are at the at the breaking point of an anything. But in it's until they're yeah, uh, right. coughing <clears throat> last breath. <clears throat> and wow. we were, and I don't know if it was at Matlock or somewhere else where uh -huh. we stopped. And oops, <laughs> he didn't realize that when you open the sliding door. <laughs> It falls off. So, Matt, oh my God, Matt opens the door, it falls off. It's hanging by that one piece on top. Yep. You go, oh, Mr. Emery, I'm so sorry. Oh, Mr. Emery, I'm so sorry. 
So yep. the minivan door would slide off if you opened it too far. But we forgot to tell him because <laughs> we just know you only open it about a foot. Well, right. we forgot to tell him, and he opens the door, and it literally flies off of the actual <laughs> minivan. And Edward is, of course, devastated, feels so bad. He's apologizing because he can't really help because he's on crutches. And it is 10 degrees out. It's so cold. Your nose is freezing. Oh, my God. So I break out the sliding door repair kit, <laughs> which is in the back. We remove the tail light. We remove the screws to take off the side panel to put the slider back on, pop it back in, colder than hell. And probably five minutes, we're on the road again. <laughs> so Dad, you know, gets it. We have a rope that literally holds the door on. And we get yep, in it. Yep, yep. We finally make our way to your graduation, which is wonderful. But that story, I always think of uh, Bloomington also. Felt oh, awful. Oh, oh, Mr. Emery. <laughs> <laughs> he felt awful. And we played it up. We're like, oh, dude, you just broke it. It's the coldest day of the year, man. Oh, my God. We had Epper scared oh. shitless. <laughs> <laughs> The day of no, because I think it was dark oh, out, okay. and I felt so bad for him because he <laughs> felt so bad. Of course, we're cracking up because we're so used to the it. door flew off the minivan. <laughs> yes, Ooh, that, I'm so sorry. That was a highlight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I felt I'm so, so bad sorry. for him. On the the proudest day of their life, their eldest son Matthew uh, was graduating from college. Um, it was a freezing cold, a rare freezing cold day in Bloomington, Indiana. And one of my best friends, Matt Eppert, he joined us to go into my commencement. And he had just had surgery. Uh, he had a cast on or a, a knee brace on. And you destroyed the sliding door on their 92 <laughs> Plymouth Voyager. How bad do you feel about that? You know, at the time, Matt, um, <laughs> and what a brutal-ass cold day that was. It was cold. I remember cold. Uh, being in your ho somebody, a hotel room. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, your, your, your poor dad. I threw <laughs> that s damn door straight <laughs> off the track. <laughs> And I, I felt like a idiot, you know. I was probably really hungover from <laughs> whatever the hell we got into the night yeah, before. Whatever trash we found. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that uh, that damn van door, I'll never live that down. Coldest day on the record in Bloomington, Indiana, on your graduation we were, day. We were we were all acting like it was the first time it had ever yeah. happened, dude. He had a sliding door repair kit in the damn van, yeah. so at first they were like, "Oh no, oh how, oh whoa no," and then he put it back on. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. Your, your dad is a man of kits too. He sure is. He's got a kit yeah. for everything. Yes, Joel is definitely a man of kits. He's also a man that needed a little lesson in perspective of how old he was when I was in school there. He thought he was in his 50s, uh, but he was about a decade or so off. Here he is first, and then my mother and I talk about the same thing next. The first time I ever went to a Golden Corral 
was either in Martinsville or yeah. in Bloomington, one Correct. of the two. Uh, which, by the way, they did give me the senior discount, and I was only in my fifties. But no, you were you were <clears throat> you were uh, you were quite a bit younger than your fifties. You were my age. Oh, oh my God! So, oh my God! <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh man, you're right. You were wow. 43, so it's 23 you were 20. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're wow, my that's age. That's pretty crazy. So that yeah, is unbelievable. Yep, you were not a, a that old. And do you realize this is another thing I was thinking of? We are your age now. When you were down there. Isn't that hard to believe? We were so young. Yeah, so if it was 2000, you would have been... Well, no, if it was 98, you would have been 43. I'll be 43 here in um, two months, three months. Yeah, I was almost 43 when you moved down in August. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's just about yeah. my age right now. And yeah, uh, yeah I and would... See, that's what I was thinking also. Wow. No wonder your dad partied with you. He was so young. Yep. I mean... I mean, yep. it's just amazing. <laughs> and he, yeah. he partied too, so... Oh, he so, partied hardy. So what? He was one of the boys. <laughs> it is really, really cool when you sit down with folks separately, and then they all bring up the same exact memories, and they all have that same smile and gleam in their eyes when they describe it. What you will hear next is definitely one of those stories. The four letters, WWJD, will never mean the same thing for those of us at Matlock Apartment the evening my father put Sharpie to poster and created a cultural phenomenon. There was the famous one where we all gathered around that poster. What would Jesus do? (laughs) That, to this day, I don't know that I've ever laughed harder than I laughed that night. Just... Your dad was on a roll. And I don't even think, it wasn't like he was putting on an act. He was just no, literally just telling fun. us a story. Uh-huh. And, oh my God. It, at that time when you were at Matlock, WWJD, the old What Would Jesus Do?, was huge okay. around, well, I don't know, the country. People wearing bracelets. There's posters everywhere. And I don't know why this effing poster made its way to Matlock, but there was a WWJD. JD poster that made its way there. And I do remember one Saturday night, Dad and I, we went downtown maybe to Nick's and had a pizza uh-huh. and then we went to some of the shops and, you know, your dad, I can't remember exactly his, you know, the wheels uh-huh. are always going and some, I can't remember, was it a bracelet? What did he buy? Jack or poster? We want Jack, oh, it was we a want Jack Daniel. WWJD poster. I have no clue. Okay. Do you even know? I I don't know. So I know exactly how you got there. Do you want to know? Dad, your father, well, your father bought it around? when they were out. Yeah, I bought it with the intents and purposes to just for that. Right, we want to write. We Jack want Daniels. Jack Daniels on it. Uh, WWJD. It's uh, what is it normally? The, what would Jesus do? The big craze at the time. Yeah. So Joel bought one and. Um, Wrote on it, we want Jack Daniels. <laughs> yep. Hell yes. That thing was, uh, had the front and center right when you walk in the yep. place. WWJD, it's, uh, what I, I didn't know what it was until he mm-hmm. had brought it up. And then 
he, you know, we figured out what it was supposed to mean. What would Jesus do? And then at some point in the night, he's he's writing in what we want Jack Daniels. Yeah, you were seeing those posters everywhere, all over bracelets, posters. Yeah, bumper stickers, bumper stickers. And I truly had, I had no idea what it was. I thought it was like a new radio station or something that was coming out, <laughs> like some new Bloomington radio station. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> so he shows up with this great big unrolls the poster. I was like, what the hell is that? And then, uh, yeah, Joel's real religious. <laughs> <laughs> we all signed it. We don't think the poster still survives. There's pictures. See, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> so we want Jack Daniels became like, I know that those people, us, all of us that were right. there in, in that moment in time will never, ever think of what would Jesus do? When you Hell see no. You think you know what it is. We want Jack Daniels. <laughs> you know and what think, it is. And everybody signed that that Sharpie and And I tell you what, it was kind of kind of a, a heartwarming religious type experience when I explained to you guys that WWJD was <laughs> We want We want Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels. Yep. <laughs> that worked out pretty well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission. I hope it reminded you of when your family visited you at college and when you proudly showed off your filthy, smelly apartment to your younger siblings. Or I hope it reminded you of your own We Want Jack Daniels poster that was signed proudly by family and friends. That's happened to everybody, right? I do appreciate you spending your valuable time listening. Be sure to subscribe on whatever platforms you're listening to us on. We're on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, to name a few. Uh, please be sure to follow on Twitter at Memory Mission and on Facebook at Memory Mission. If you have any thoughts, feedback, what you love about the show, what you'd like to hear on the show, reach out. Email me, memorymission at gmail.com or message me on Twitter or Facebook. If you can think of anyone else who would appreciate the show, please be sure to pass it along to them. Thank you once again for listening. <laughs>